players, guys, welcome. Hey, welcome to episode number 85 of the Sports Plus Live podcast. My name is Edgar, Mr. A.K.A. Rodriguez. And 85, who's 85? Gronk's 87. I don't know who 85 is. I forgot to check that out today. Is Was Tony Gonzalez 85? Let me take a look here, man. Um, Anyways, while I'm checking that out, welcome to Sports Plus Live podcast. Um, follow me. Before anything, on Instagram, Sports Plus Life, and then actually Instagram and Twitter, Sports Plus Life, M-R-A-K-A-C-O, Instagram and Twitter, and then YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. Um, that helped me out. that helped the channel out. Follow your boy. I'm funny. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do. I'm just funny, all right? I'll brighten up your day. Um, I don't care. What is this? I don't care uh, what's going on with you. Um, it's a new day. It's a new week. Um, and the weekend ahead of us is going to be amazing um, because for many reasons, one being that it is fight week, fight weekend. And um, we are going to start the weekend off with uh, some scraps. And um, Tony goes, oh, this was 88. Um, unbelievable. Um, we're going to start the week off with some scraps. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, not to mention Chandler versus uh, Hooker um, on the under on the uh, Coleman event slot. Um, we also have um, Chiefs versus the Bills, and I'm trying to look, not look at my notes. Buccaneers versus the Packers. Um, so we got some good, good, good stuff. Not to mention a whole lot of other sports that uh, I'm probably not going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about NBA a little bit. Hopefully we get to it. Depends on how long it takes for me for uh, to get through this Conor McGregor thing, to get through the NFL weekend. Um, it's getting a little sad because NFL weekend, this is going to be the second and last time we'll see football. Because we'll see it what? What's today? Today or this week is the 23rd. And then two more weeks will be the Super Bowl because they'll play the Pro Bowl. Well, actually, they're not going to do the Pro Bowl, right? So they're not going to do the Pro Bowl. So two more weeks after this weekend is the last game of the year, be that being the Super Bowl at Raymond. Is it Raymond Jane Stadium? Is that what it is? Um, the site of uh, WrestleMania 37. Is that what it is? We're 37 now. Wow. Um, they just announced that this week. Crazy. Um, this year's kind of gone slow and fast in the last year since this whole COVID shit happened. It's kind of gone slow and fast. Um, but yeah, well, let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Um, the reason, well, we we gotta talk about Don, Conor McGregor because he's been shoved down my throat all week. I think I don't know who I've seen more in the last forty eight hours: Bernie Sanders or Conor McGregor. I don't know, mate. You know, but I'm excited because um, the one thing that Conor McGregor brings is he always brings a fighting attitude. He's always down to fight. Um, that's the thing that sets him apart from, I mean, I guess, I guess like, you know, from everyone else, not to mention, I mean, the guy's a talker, uh, very charismatic, um, brash. I mean, all the whatever, polarizing, whatever you want to call him. The one thing, when they stripped that all the way, he's always going to fight. That's the one thing he's always done because... The one thing Conor McGregor did 
and that's just what made me like Conor McGregor because I never will, really was a big fan of Conor McGregor is that first fight with Nate Diaz. Jose Aldo pulled out. I think that's what it was. with Jose Aldo. I can't remember. Pulled out, and they said, hey, we got this fight for you. You want to take it? Yeah, I'll take it. He takes Nate Diaz on, I think, I think it's under two weeks notice. And um, under two weeks notice against a lot of people really isn't the best idea, especially when you're the champion. Um, when you're the champion, you just don't, you're like, you call shots. You're like, nah, I'm just going to wait. Cause I don't want to, I want to put on a good performance. I don't want to lose my belt. And Conor McGregor said, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> George St. Pierre, John Jones, Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo at the time. Um, I can't think of anyone that would do the same exact thing he did. Um, I don't even think a heavyweight, any heavyweight. I don't think, I don't think Kevin Velasquez would have done it. Um, I don't think anybody, any champion in the right mind would have done it. But he did it. He took the fight in two weeks' notice, lost. Um, and guess what? I mean, the stock only grew bigger because, of course, there had to be a rematch. Of course, he had to make some sort of comeback. Um, he, I mean, it was just. It was just one of those things where it's like, you know, put up or shut up. A lot of, I mean, he he sets a big standard. He put sets a big bar, um, for the fight game. I mean, he's gone and fought Floyd Mayweather, one of the best boxers to ever live. Made a hundred million dollars off of that professionally. Went on, went to his ring, his rules, and boxed him. Nobody, I don't, I don't know too many other people who could be who can draw that. I guess I would say. Who can draw that? Um, yeah, I just can't think of anybody. I can't think of anyone with the skill, ability, the skill set to go in a boxing ring and win. Or just let alone box the highest level boxer in that division. I just can't. I mean, you could take a look around look at Canelo Alvarez. What, 152, 160? That would be, what, 155 pound maybe... 155 pound, who's a champion there? Nobody. Khabib. Khabib can't box for shit. He wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, maybe Connor again. Obviously, Connor was the one. Let's see here. Dustin Poirier? Nah. Tony Ferguson? Nope. Chandler? Nope. Uh, Hooker? Nope. Nobody in that division, I think, would couldn't step into boxing except for Connor McGregor. He already has. Um, there's a lot of people who do professional boxing, like. And MMA, um, I think Israel Adesanya is one of them. Um, Israel Adesanya probably could step in. It was he 185 pounds? I don't know who's that. That was that. Is that like cruiserweight? I believe. Uh, maybe getting a little weight. Maybe he could go at a heavyweight. <laughs> he has length. I mean, he has what, like 80 inch reach or something like that. Kind of like John Jones ish. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I just don't think anybody could be successful. And boxing, but let alone no one can come from boxing and be successful in a cage against a, a high level athlete in the cage. It's a different thing. We've tried to see, we've seen it. James Tony versus Randy Couture. What happened? He picked his ankle and just choked him out. <laughs> it just happened that quickly. It, that's the way, that's the way it would always be. Um, but that's the thing about Conor McGregor and what Conor, Conor McGregor brings is a different level of excitement. I mean, Dustin Poirier is kind of boring as shit. 
you know, sometimes when it comes to promoting a fight. Um, he's a dad, you know, he's a dad and, <laughs> you know, that changes things. Conor McGregor's changed a little bit as leading up to these type of fights, leading up to this thing is very nothing but praise, nothing but positivity, um, excitement on his part. I mean, he just wants to get out there and fight. Um, but I don't see a whole lot of people right now in that division who would give him fits. I just don't right now, with the exception of maybe Charlie Oliveira and that ground game. Because the thing about Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier, yeah, he fights a good fight. He takes a lot of shots. And you take a look at his fights. Let me pull up his thing here. That's what I was going to do here. Um, he does take a lot of shots. And that last fight he had against Hooker went five rounds. And Hooker wasn't, I mean, he's not the cleanest fighter ever. But Hooker's tough as nails. I mean, he took Paul Felder to the to the brink. And um, that fight with Max Holloway, five rounds. Khabib starched him. Khabib starches everybody. Eddie Alvarez knocks out Eddie Alvarez, which at that point, Eddie Alvarez's career is not a big. He knocked. He went four rounds with Justin Gaethje. Um, that's a different Justin Gaethje. But I mean, he's tough as nails. But the thing that sets Conor McGregor and all these guys apart, Conor McGregor's southpaw. Conor McGregor is a sniper with his left hand. A sniper. And he's very versatile. I mean, he that kick against Con, uh, Cowboy Cerrone last year, I mean, was just something you'd never really see from him as far as, a, you know, it makes martial arts. Yeah, he could kick, but not a high kick like that. He does front kick, deep kicks, leg kicks. I've never seen him throw a high kick like that and be successful. Um, I mean, I just don't see anybody in that division other than probably Charlie Oliveira right now with that ground game, the way he's winning these game with these fights, that'd be the only thing also be the only problem uh for Conor McGregor. And that's the fight I want to see next. I don't want to see Charlie versus Justin Gaethje. That's not I mean, you're gonna do the same thing you did with Tim that you did with Tony Ferguson. You're gonna keep feeding him all these other guys until it's like, well Well now you can't because you just lost this fight to Justin Gaethje. I mean, I wouldn't mind watching that fight, but I don't think it's fair to Charlie Oliveira. Now, let's say Dustin Poirier wins. Dustin Poirier throws a big wrench in in the UFC's uh, plans because a lot of this revolves around Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor, holy shit. I mean, I, seriously, they, they love to pound Conor McGregor stuff. Instagram, YouTube, TV, um, TikTok. Twitter, I mean, ESPN, because of course it's on ESPN, they want people to watch it. I mean, he's a big draw, of course, but it's like, dude, they all the accessories, all the gear, all of the, um, is everything just revolved around Conor McGregor. It's all I hear, and I see the same highlights. I see the Conor McGregor, I see the Conor McGregor knockout of Cowboy, and then I see the Jose Aldo, and then I see, uh, what's the other one? Um... I just see him in his press conferences and I'm just like, dude, it's so cringy, you know? It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Conor McGregor. Like, we don't need to see this shit over and over and over again. Um, I mean, guy has 46 million followers on Instagram. <laughs> Something like that, right? 46 million somewhere. And um, I don't think, I just don't think that needs to, uh, what the hell is my, 
anyways, I was gonna say what the hell's my Instagram password? I have no idea what it is. Um, but um, yeah, that's the thing about Conor McGregor fights is that uh, I don't, I just don't want to be spammed with Conor McGregor stuff. To be honest with you. Um, But it is what it is. I mean, that's his his boy. And if I were to pick anybody, because I have to pick a winner, it'd be Conor McGregor. Because have you guys seen? Have you guys seen how he looks? Have you guys seen his physique? The guy's in shape. He's been training. Um, holy shit, he looks good. I'm not even gonna lie. Like no, uh, you know, I'm not like, staring him like I love him or want to, you know, f him. But um, sorry, thirty-eight point five million followers on Instagram. I wonder if he makes his clothes like was it Austin McGregor? I think is what it is. Um. Yeah, Austin McGregor. I wonder if he makes his clothes for like people my size. Those are nice suits. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out one of these days to see how much his suits go for. Let's check right now. I have the internet. Why not? Um shop. Oh. Austin McGregor embroidered blood hungry gorilla bomber jacket in Navy. 270, 268. Billionaire strut. Hooded sweatshirt in royal blue, hundred four dollars. It's a little on the pricey side, huh? Kind of figured. Billionaire shirt. That's actually a pretty cool hoodie. If you guys want to donate, uh, put my cash up in the comments or wherever, <laughs> so we can buy one of these hoodies. I'll share it with you guys. I don't care. Um, yeah, Conor McGregor's gonna win this fight. I think. I mean, just sure sheer skill alone. The first fight, I mean, the first fight when I saw it was I saw Dustin Poirier. I thought he got hit in the back of the head. Then he got hit a couple more times and they finished the fight. Um, We'll see. Dustin Poirier can take, drag out a fight out of anybody. Um, Where was my Dustin Poirier? I mean, 2017. Let me see 2017. Third round KO. Draw to Eddie Alvarez. I remember that one. That was in Brooklyn, I believe. That was in somewhere. I do remember that one. That was a really good fight. Um, and then Jim Miller, five rounds as well. Go back to, to 2000, 2016. Um, first round finish against Michael Johnson. First round finish against Bobby Green. And then a decision win against Joseph Duffy. One of the few guys that beat Conor McGregor, Joseph Duffy. Uh, Dustin Poirier KOs Ferreira in the first round back in 2015. And KO's Yancey Mireles. So he could finish the fight. Um, Yancey Maderos. 2014 is when they fought last. That was 2013. Dustin <laughs> um, <clears throat> can drag out a fight. And it just, just kind of depends on... Because it's Southpaw versus Southpaw. So you don't see this very often, you know? Um, a lot of the fighters these guys fights are all traditional boxers or traditional stances. And it's just, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't see this going any other way than Conor McGregor getting the, his hand raised. Um, yeah, I just don't. As I'm trying to break this down. I'm trying to see where Dustin Poirier can have hope. I like Dustin Poirier. Um, I just don't. I don't know. But, you, but that's the beauty about MMA. You can We can sit here and go off past fights. We can go off layoffs. We could go off whatever, whatever. Um, but in one instant that the fight can be over in any way, does support you catch him now? Let's, if, so just thinking about it, just thinking about this, if this fight goes four or five rounds, championship rounds, Dustin Poirier might have the edge because he just goes five rounds and he just goes five rounds. I don't remember the last time Conor McGregor went five rounds. I don't think he ever has. Has he? Let's find out, huh? Um, let me pull up his. I, I got. I don't think he ever has because that's where Dustin Poirier shines is going, is going and going and going, and becoming and just drowning. You're kind of like a Nate, like a Diaz fight. He'll take the punishment, but he'll take you in those deep waters and see. Okay, motherfucker, let's see if we can go. Let's see if you can handle this. I'm here. I'm trying to drown you. Can you keep up? Um, he's never seen five rounds. He's seen fourth round once, and that's when he got finished. by. he did once. He beat Nate Diaz. He didn't. Be, he beat Nate Diaz. So he's been there, but not like Dustin Poirier, because he, he. That's the one thing he was. He was. He's drained. He can drain pretty quickly. Um, this fight goes to the ground. Obviously, I mean they're going to go with Dustin Poirier, but. I don't know. I, it, it has to go. It, it, the fight starts standing up. So that's where Conor McGregor holds the advantage. His great footwork in and out. What does it say? Speed beats precision beats something. I can't remember what it is. Speed beats powers. Precision beats everything or something like that. I can't remember what it is. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm just excited for scraps. You know, I love this fight game. Um, I, mean, I, mean, I totally forgot there was fights on Wednesday, but the main event was such a draw. It was just a bore. And I, like I said, it was. In my, I, let me rephrase that. The main event to Michael Chiesa and Neil Wagney was high, high, was competitive, I guess I would say. High-skilled, high-leveled, high-competitive match. But the thing about it was it was more of a grappling match than anything else. But that's why people watch Conor McGregor. Because Conor McGregor doesn't make doesn't doesn't have time for grappling matches. And he goes out there and he'll throw punches and it'll make the fight exciting. That's why people like Mike Chiesa have to grind, 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 and grind because they're a one trick pony. They're only good at one thing. Um that's what makes Conor McGregor interesting. Anyways, yeah, I don't even think I'm gonna talk about it. actually We'll see what happens. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, um, yeah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about it later. Um, where is... Um, so the fight coming up, we got Michael Chandler versus Dan Hooker. Now, everyone's looking at this like, oh, it's going to be such a good fight. I don't see it going any other way than Hooker's way. Here's why. 
Hooker's gone in there with people. Who did he gone in there with? Uh, who did last fight? Obviously Dustin Poirier. Um, shit, come on. It was Dustin Poirier and he's lost? Oh, Paul Felder. Like I said, he lost that one. I think he did. Um, I look at Hook and Chandler the way I look at Ben Askren coming into UFC. Ben Askren, undefeated coming to UFC, but has really fought to the top of the top, the highest level fighters. And he showed. He comes in. By the way, he lost that fight to Robbie Lawler. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Robbie Lawler comes in, starches him. And um, Herb Dean has, it just, I mean, it was just unfortunate, unfortunate circumstances that led to that stoppage for Ben Askren. I don't, yeah, he didn't even know he wanted to fight. Then he goes out there and gets definitely just KO'd by Jorge Masvidal, one of the best top two, top three KOs of all time. And then he goes out there and gets beat up by and choked out, put to sleep by Damian Maya in a very boring fight. So he gets, he's, in my opinion, he's 0-3 in the UFC and then retires. That's why I kind of look Chandler. Chandler has Chandler's a very great in-shape fighter, just ridiculously conditioned. Um, when I look at Chandler, though, let me pull up his, his uh, record here because there's a lot of things you want to look at. He's lost five fights, but let's see who he's lost to. Um, he's lost to Eddie Alvarez, I believe, right? Take a look at his losses. Uh, Pitbull, Patricky, Patricky Pitbull, uh, Brent Primus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Um, he lost three in a row, two to Will Brooks and one to Eddie Alvarez back in thirteen and fourteen. Um, this is who he's beaten. Let's take a look at his last because he's won five out of his last six. Let's take a look at him before he lost to Primus. He is beaten Gotti Yamauchi, Yama Yamauchi Yamauchi. Um, Brandon Gritz, uh, submission, uh, Brent Primus, decision. Um, then he lost to Pitbull. He beat Sydney Outlaw, KO, and then Benson Henderson, KO. Can't, Benson Henderson, probably the most notable name other than Eddie Alvarez. Do you guys remember Will Brooks? You guys don't remember Will Brooks. Will Brooks, same thing with him, came to the UFC, very underwhelming. Very underwhelming. Hold on, let me pull him up because I want we need to talk about that too. Um, same thing with Benson Henderson. Benson Henderson drags fights out. It's just not. It's not it anymore. Um, it doesn't matter about Benson Henderson. Let me pull up here. That dude. Who was I just talking about? Will Brooks. Right, Will Brooks. All right. Comes in the UFC hot. He beats. Let me take a look here. Where's the UFC here? Comes in and beats Ross Pearson by decision. Okay, that's the first fight in the UFC. Loses to Alex Oliveira by KO. Loses Charlie Oliveira by submission. And loses by Nick Lentz by submission as well. I mean, sure. I mean, give him props. He's actually, he lost his last fight against Gleason TBL. That was last year. Um, But that was the same thing with Will Brooks. Will Brooks come in hot. Came in hot to the UFC. And it's laid a big, laid an egg. Him, Ben Askren, Eddie Alvarez, probably the most successful, even though I don't call it that successful. He got, he got, he got sniped into one FC by Conor McGregor. Um, 
I just can't. I just can't sit there and be like, well, Hooker is going to have a big problem. Michael Chandler, I just don't. But that's also the beauty, again, of MMA. You just never know what's going to happen. You don't know what kind of injuries you guys are battling. You guys don't know the mentality of somebody. Um, you just don't know. And that's what we're going to have to find out. But on paper, the way I look at it, when I sit there and I look at Michael Chandler, yeah, he has great conditioning. But has he fought the top of the top? Has he fought? I don't think he's ever fought a prime Eddie Alvarez. Um, Eddie Alvarez in in Japan and back in the day, like tens, 2010s, that was a vicious Eddie Alvarez. This guy we're seeing lately, I'm just like, I don't know what this is. He lost his last fight too, so. I mean, is this the top of the top? Eddie Alvarez, I think what they call him, the underground king, is what they used to call him. Um, Dan Hooker. Let me pull up Dan Hooker here, because Dan Hooker's beat some dudes. Paul Felder, obviously, we just talked about that. Um, barely. Don't, if that, fight's happen, that fight happens anywhere else outside of, um, what they call the Gold Coast, New Zealand or whatever, Australia, where they were at, and that, that decision goes to Paul Felder. Um, loses Dustin Poirier in five round banger, um, uh, beats Ally Kinta, knocks out James Vick and anyone can knock out James Vick. He beat Gilbert Burns. Who's tight. Who's, who's fighting for the champion welterweight championship here in a couple months, month or two. He, um, loses Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa knocks him out. Crazy. But he also beats Jim Miller, knocks out Jim Miller. Look at these guys. I mean, Edson Barbosa, I want to say fought for a championship, Gilbert Burns is going to fight for a championship. Um, Ally Quinta fought for a championship. James uh, James Vick, don't have to worry about him. Dustin Poirier fought for a championship, taking five rounds. And Paul Felder is Paul Felder, the Irish Dragon. So I just have to go off of that. Not to mention the skill the skill set. Um, I like Hooker. I like what the, that, that gym is it. I don't remember what it's called. Where uh, what's him, Volkanowski. And um, it's right here. Watch it. Try him, Volkanovski, and then uh, oh yeah, uh, city kickboxing. Him, Volkanovski, and uh, I just talked about it. Israel Adesanya. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, I just, I mean, I just don't see it going Chandler's way. I and mean, if it does, oh shit, my hat's off to him. You're probably gonna get a championship title here soon. Championship shot. Is that what you call it? Championship opportunity. Like, I remember, like, in WWE, they would make them say, no, you're getting a, it's not a title shot. It's a title opportunity. They would get mad. Vince McMahon's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. Um, Sorry, let me bust out this uh, card here real quick, ladies and gents. Um, But other than that, I mean, the card's not too bad. A lot of people you probably wouldn't recognize on the card. Um... But a lot of fights here that I'm excited to watch, especially on the under on the undercard, the prelims is what they call it. Let me start from the bottom to the top. Amir Albazi versus Zumagaluf. Anytime you hear that Uzav or Lagaluf, the Lu Ov, the Ov or the Z, the 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 Zs, you know Russians are gonna bring it. Same thing with Amir Albazi. He's 13 and one. Um, Movzar. Ivaloev and Nick Lentz. Nick Lentz always brings it. Bangers. That's early prelims. And then Andrew Sanchez versus Mahmoud Muradov. Mexican versus uh, Russian. Easily. 
Actually, I don't know if he's Russian. I shouldn't say that. The prelims. Khalil Rantree versus Mar- uh, Marcin Braccino. Khalil Rantree has hands. And this could be his last fight, too. I think he was talking about retiring. I think it was Rantree. Um, you have Juliana Pena, the beautiful Juliana Pena versus Sarah McMahon. Two vets going at it. Bangers. Juliana Pena. Holler at me. Um, Brad Tavares versus Antonio Carlos Cara de Zapato Jr. That fight was supposed to happen. Hold on, let me check here. Um, cause I think that fight was supposed to happen like last year. Oh, wasn't it supposed to happen? I thought it was supposed to happen, but I think it got pushed back because of COVID. Um, anyways, I like Brad Tavares and Arman Sarukian versus Nazra. Harparasit. Did he? I think Harparasit had that. Let me try to see here. Oh, yeah. He lost to Drew Jobert. That's where I remember him. He, I think he's won that fight. And then Drew Jobert just. 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 Drew Jobert's fighting here pretty soon, too. Let me check when he's fighting. I'm going to give you guys the update right now. Right god dang now. Um, well, I don't know. I'm going to show he's fighting. But anyways. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier this weekend. I will make my picks on sportsbetteradvice.com, and I mean it too. I'll do it right after this. Sportsbetteradvice.com. Um, so go ahead and check it out. Check out my boy Knuckles. Knuckles is on fire right now. Straight up on fire. Sportsbetteradvice.com. My homie Bootleg's on fire. NBA picks. That's his thing. I don't know how he does it. He's winning over here. Five-leg parlays. Like it's nothing. Knuckles went... 11 and 2. He only picked two fights wrong. I think it was the same two picks I I messed up. I didn't make picks, but I made them in my head. <laughs> um, He's on fire. And then not to mention, football coming up this weekend. Um, Check it out. The guy knows what he's talking about. Now, one thing to keep in mind, we're talking about football now. And we're, we're segue. Shh segueing not the little ride but we're segueing into this is that Kansas City versus Buffalo Bills and then Packers versus the Bucks a lot of x factors here because old Patty Mahomes has practiced a little bit in limited capacity but hasn't passed concussion protocol yet so I don't know if they're keeping something in their back pocket, making the Bills a little nervous, is this going to be a game time decision? How are they going to practice? How are they supposed to prepare? Is this something Andy Reid just swinging his big dick around saying, I know stuff you don't know. Um, Who knows? But like I said on the last podcast, I think Patrick Mahomes plays. I think he'll play. Um, And I think this would be a very good game, very high competitive game because Josh Allen has brought in, this is the best Josh Allen we've seen. Um. He's just gotten better. And I think he's going to continue to get better. Um, this defense had trouble. What did they have trouble? What did they play last week? Baker Mayfield. Very similar to Baker Mayfield. Can sling the ball, I think, a little bit more quicker than Baker Mayfield. Um, with a better offensive line than Baker and a better defense than the Cleveland Browns. This is going to be a tougher match than people think. Um, 
Let me see here. What are the odds here? I think, yeah, I, think, I honestly think it's going to be a tougher match than uh, people think. Let me take a look here. NFL Live odds. I think this gives you the weird ones. Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. Let's take a look at BetMGM. Has Green Bay minus three and a half. Okay, we're looking at Kansas City. Kansas City minus three. Over under 53 and a half. Taking the under. What was the game last time they played? Um, 26-17. Oh, it was over. Oh, yeah, under. That's under, dog. I think you take the under. I think you take the under in any of these games. So, uh, I don't know about the NFC game. But Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, um, Doug McDermott, they've all proven to be a cohesive unit. And you like that throwing big words, a cohesive unit. Um, add in their Singletary. He's been balling out. Was this his second year, I believe? Not to mention the offensive line is blocking very well. Um, this is tricky, man. This is very tricky, I think. Um, I think it's very tricky. Definitely take if you're betting. I think if you're betting, I think you take the Bills. Plus three and a half. Yeah. I would. Um, I don't know who to pick here. I'll be completely honest. As far as the straight up winner, I mean, it's a damn near pick them. Minus three and a half. I think I got to go Bill's Mafia. I don't know why. Bill's Mafia. It just, you get that feeling, right? Imagine if the Browns won last week and this is Browns versus Bill's. I think it's the Bills year. I think it's Bills year to go to the Super Bowl. Now, if I had to pick a winner all the way, I'm going the Packers. Packers are going to beat the Bucks next. Packers are going to be the Bucks because Aaron Rodgers is just that good now. That turning, that was a tournament. He started out hot, and I think I want to say was it the third game they played each other. Fifth, that was like sixth game, and they got starts thirty-eight to ten. Um, 38 to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yeah, 5. This is their fifth game. Packers' fifth game. And they get starched. 1, 2, 3, 4. 38 to 10. But they've only lost, what, one? They lost to the Vikings. That was a close one. They lost to the Colts. That was a close one. I don't see the Buccaneers doing the same thing twice. The Buccaneers have lost, what, to the Bears? Packers will start with tart with Storch starch. They lost to the Saints, the Rams, twice. They lost to the Saints, round. They lost to the Rams, lost to the Chiefs. I think Aaron Rodgers is a beast. Dog. Aaron Rodgers the MVP. Aaron Rodgers discount double check. Aaron Rodgers State Farm. Aaron Rodgers money back. By the way, Aaron Rodgers. I think I've told you this before. Spotted in my little hometown of Greeley, Colorado, at Greeley Hat Works. Getting that cowboy hat. You know what I'm saying? That's why I fucks with, with, with Aaron Rodgers. He fucks with us. <laughs> Come to Denver, puppy. Come to Denver. Um, I think I'm, I'm taking Colts versus the Packers. I think, and I'm sorry, Bills. I don't know why I just saw Colts. I think I just, because I'm thinking of Phillip Rivers. 
who just retired. Um, but we're going to talk about the Bills versus the Packers. That that I think that's who's going to come out on top this weekend. I think that's who's going to come out on top. I just it's just one of those things you just feel, dog. I'm not going to go off stats. I'm not going to go off numbers. Who throws this? Who throws that? Who throw? Who's better at the run? Who's second here? Who's second? I'm not going to do that anymore. Because it's not even about that anymore. It's about who's going to be the better team, who's going to be the stronger team, who's going to be more mentally strong, and who's just not going to give up, who's not going to quit. There's been too many times when I've sat there and watched the Chiefs, and the Chiefs, let me take a look. They have close games against this year. Close games against the Chargers. That one went to overtime. Close games against the Broncos. They lost, lost against the Raiders. Um, close games against the Raiders again, where they beat 35 to 31. The Panthers, 33 to 31. Buccaneers, 27 to 24. They already beat the Buccaneers. Um, close game against the Broncos, 22 to 16. Um, and then let me see here. Lost against Chargers. That one doesn't count. The they barely beat the Saints. So this barely, barely, barely. I mean, you can only go do that so far to too many teams. I'm just feeling it, Josh Allen. Give me that jersey. Give me that Josh Allen jersey. Um, by the way, something I didn't talk about. I'm talking about Bills Mafia. I think I was going to talk about it last week, and I didn't. Bills Mafia. I, I think I did, but I'm going to repeat it again. Bills Mafia. One of the most loyal fan bases out there. Craziest fan bases out there. If it wasn't for COVID, if it wasn't for COVID there'd be uh, burning tables, people going through tables, alcohol flowing, some wings, you know what I'm saying? Um, they each donated $8 because Lamar Jackson's number is eight to Lamar Jackson's charity. And I think they raised over like 300 k for the charity for Lamar Jackson. Let me talk about that. They did that with um Oh shit, who they did that? They did that to somebody else earlier too to thank them. I don't remember who it was. Was it Josh Allen? I can't remember who it was. Oh, this is gonna bother me. I gotta look it up, guys. I gotta look it up or else this is gonna bother the shit out of me. Uh they that yeah, it's uh who is that? Bills what the fuck? Uh, Andy Dalton. You guys remember that? Andy Dalton, don't, they donated to Andy Dalton. Uh, nearing half a million in support of, what is this? At the end of the 2017 regular season, after a last-minute Andy Dalton touchdown pass, uh, eliminated the Ravens from the playoffs. Gave the Bills a spot. Bills fans raised more than 415000 for Andy and Jordan Dalton's foundation. And they did the same thing with Lamar Jackson. That's pretty cool, right? I think that's a, uh, that's uh, yeah, I don't know. That's really interesting. I don't know too many fan bases that would do that. Yeah, Raider Nation. These guys are oh, the black hole. They're just trash. Here, Bron- you know, I mean, as much as I love the Broncos, a lot of these fans are trash too. I said it. I don't care. A lot of people are gonna agree with me. There are a lot of trash fans out here in your own fan base. Um, my fan base wouldn't do that. Those are just facts. But Bill's Mafia does it. Patriots fans wouldn't do that. Trash. Most of them are but the Buccaneers anyways. Bandwagoners. You guys abandoned ship. 
like Rose did to Jack. Like Trump supporters. Bannon ship. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought that was very, very cool. Um, a little bittersweet, though. A little bittersweet because now, I mean, after football, I mean, what do we have? Basketball. I have football, soccer. And then baseball will start back up here pretty soon. I don't, I mean, hopefully. NHL's up and running. Um, so still a lot. But the thing with the NHL, I mean, I just forget that they're on a specific channel. And especially at night. And I don't, I watch the abs. But the thing about that, their abs are on TV because around here, if you have a certain cable company, they have it blacked out. They haven't worked a deal with Altitude Sports, so I can't watch it. And same thing with the Nuggets. If the Nuggets are on ESPN, I can't watch them. Something has to be done about that. I think that's bullshit. I think that's selfish. In a time where so many fucking people are at home wanting to watch their sports, wanting to get an outlet, wanting to get away from whatever the fuck is going on around outside these walls, we can't watch our teams play. Our team that gave everybody, that gave America a loads of entertainment last year, last year, last postseason in the bubble. But we can't watch them because what? Oh, there's no deal done. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, just, what the fuck? That's, I mean, it's just trash. It's just trash all around from Kroenke, from Altitude, from every Comcast, everybody. Everybody involved, you're trash. Get it together. Get this thing fixed. I'm not getting Dish. I'm not getting DirecTV. I'm not going to do that shit. Get it together. Because it's not fair to people who are stuck at home who want to be able to just come, just relax, watch some basketball, watch the basketball team without doing it illegally. We can't go to bars to watch them. Bars close down. Our, my team plays at 8 o'clock my time. 9 o'clock, the game's over. What if the game goes in overtime? Not even by halftime, the way these things, these games get stopped. It's ridiculous. I have to sit there and watch the Nets play three times a week, and then the Celtics, and then the Clippers and the Lakers. That's how it is every fucking week. And now we're seeing... Now we're seeing more Golden State Warriors. Not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like Steph Curry, but can I watch my fucking team play? I don't know how many times I have to watch Luka Doncic play. I don't give a fuck about Joel Embiid. I want to watch Nikolai Jokic, Jamal Murray, and PJ. You know what I'm saying? Some Willie Barton. Coach Malone. That's what I want to watch. But no. Get it together. Sons of bitches. God, what trash shit is this? Anyways. Um, that got me going. I'm waking up. The neighbors are pissed. The dogs are yelling. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, oh, real quick. Philip River retired this week. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull up a statement because I'm glad he acknowledged this. He acknowledged something. And, uh, Let me see here. Let me think, I'm going to look up this hashtag because I have Instagram open. Um, where the hell is it? Are you serious? No one has it? Um, let me go ahead and pull this up this way. Um, 
because he did retirement letter. Here we go. Let me pull it up here. Um, fuck, this is so stupid. I just can't pull it up in a picture. You know, this is the type of things. Where is it at here? Let me see. Okay. Every year, January 20th is a special emotional day. It is St. Sebastian's Feast Day. The day I played in the AFC Championship without an ACL. And now the day after 17th season, I'm announcing my retirement from the National Football League. Thank you, God, for allowing me to live out my childhood dream of playing quarterback in the NFL. I'm grateful to the Chargers for 16 seasons and the Colts for the 17th. Thank you to all my coaches that helped me grow as a player and person. Thanks to the support staff. I appreciate the opposing defenses making it challenging physically and mentally every week. I also enjoyed the banter. No cussing banter, by the way. Um, I appreciate the referees for putting up with all my fussing. I think I was right most of the time. Dog knobbit. Dang. Dang. Can't even say that. Dad gummit. Dad gummit. He acknowledges. He's a San Diego Charger. I'm a Denver Bronco fan. Twice a year. So I see Phil Burr's doing this, crying. Well, what the hell is he about doing this, crying? I'm glad he acknowledged that he was fussing and being a crybaby. Um, furthermore, thanks to the fans of San Diego and around the nation that both cheered and booed. Special thanks to my teammates. Without a doubt, my favorite part of the game, being a teammate, thank you for being mine. Lastly, thank you to my wife and best friend Tiffany and our children. I'm not going to need their names. There's 17 of them. Could not have done it without y'all's unwavering support. As my playing career comes to an end, the next chapter begins. Uh, Nunc Coepi. I don't know what that means. N-U-N-C. Coepi. C-O-E-P-I. What does that mean? I'll look it up later. Um, but someone raised a good question. By the way, thank you, Philip Rivers, for all the memories. I'm glad he, he acknowledged it. He knows he was a fussy baby. He was a little crybaby. He knows it. Um... But um, something it was brought. It was, everyone's like, let me take a look at his numbers here because people were asking, well, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? Um, to me, I don't think he is. I don't think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, not a. No, I don't even think he won MVPs. To be honest, MVPs, he come up Pro Bowls. I don't know if he was made all. I don't think he made all pro, um, but that's a testament to Phil. Bur- Phil Burvers. I remember that. I, I strictly remember a comeback here in Denver, and I'm like, "Holy shit, he's doing it by himself. He's making these. He's making this happen for his team." I mean, that's the one thing you can't. He's competitive, um, but I remember sitting there and it's like, "Holy shit, he's doing this by himself. No one, we can't stop him. There's nothing we can do." Phil Burvers takes his team down the field and wins. I think I'm kicking a field goal. I can't remember that to win the game. But Philip Rivers did it by himself. And he'd come in here, and um, we had a great comeback, and then Payne Manning did against him. Um, he was tor- just torching us, and he did that. Every year he came into Denver, or whenever we played him. Um, but if we, because we all know how Philip Rivers, not Philip Rivers, but we know how the, this day and age in sports, how the, Everything relies on, not relies on stats, but we're stat heavy 
as far as it goes with recognition. I guess it has that heavy recognition. 244 games. Um, 65% com- uh, completion percentage. Threw for 63,440 yards. 421 touchdowns. Two, two and a half of them. Half of them intercept 209 interceptions. Um, and then what is that? FANT points, fantasy points. Oh, shit, they have fantasy points. 3,812 fantasy points. That's pretty cool. Um, 421 touchdowns now. Last year, through 24 touchdowns, 11 picks. Um, let me take a look here because I want to see what was his name. So we could compare him. He never has a Super Bowl, but we could pair him to. Let's take a look at very similar numbers to Dan Marino. But 59, 60% completion, 420 touchdowns, 252 picks. Very similar to Dan Marino. Is Dan Marino Hall of Famer? Let me take a look here. Because it would say here, right? I think he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Um... Phil Rivers, eight-time Pro Bowler, 2013 AP Comeback Player of the Year. But that's about it. I mean, look at the numbers between him and Dan Marino. Dan Marino, though, one-time MVP, 1984 Offensive Player of the Year. Was it Rookie of the Year? Player of the Year. Um, Burbell Award, nine-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. So there's a difference there. And I think it's that, um, that MVP. I don't know. I don't even know what it caused. I mean, last week we talked about what Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees, obviously, Hall of Famer. Phil Rivers is very, very questionable. I, I'd say no. But you tell me what you think. I want you guys to tell me. Follow me. Sports Host Life, Instagram and Twitter. M-R-A-K-A-C-O, Instagram and Twitter. And then YouTube.com slash Sports Host Life. Leave me comments in the sec- comment section if you're listening or watching on YouTube. Um... I was going to talk about the NBA, but I did. I'm going to talk about it real quick. I want to talk about the Nets because Uncle Edgar, I told you guys, I don't, I don't give a shit. I, I told you guys last episode, James Harden added to the Nets. Kyrie Irving comes back. They're all three, him, KD, James Harden. They're all on the uh, court and they lose in triple overtime um, to the Cavs. 130, what is it? Hold on, let me take a look here. Let me pull this up here. What was the score here? 147 to 135, they lose in triple overtime. Doesn't look like a whole lot of defense there. Um, That's not a good look, bro. <laughs> now, granted, this is their first time all playing together. Kyrie Irving had an absence. Will they gel? I think they'll gel a little bit better. But there still has to be defense. And none those three guys are known for the defense. Not even KD. KD is like seven foot something. Wingspan of a a velociraptor. But I've never... I mean, I'm too many times when I sat there and watched him block somebody. (laughs) I don't remember. Like, nothing stands out. Not like a Zion Williamson block or Shaq block or anything like that. Nothing stands out. 
I mean, they, I mean, they I think they, did they did they just beat? Hold on, no, they didn't. The Lakers just beat the Bucks today. Don't even get me started on Braun. Giannis goes out there and did, did he do this every time? The Giannis, Giannis goes out there, meets him at the rim, blocks it clean, and they call a foul on Giannis. I just saw the highlight. I don't know what it was. I know they called it. And here comes LeBron. Oh, my mouth. Oh, dude, who is that? What is that? I don't get it. Six foot eight, 250, 260 pounds lean. Stop. Got all these kids flopping around. Kids that look up to you. Just looking stupid. Stop. You're a six foot eight monster. You should be running to these people. Physical physicality is part of the game, dude. He's turning into Vladi Divac on our tests, just flopping around. Come on, man. I can do it every now and then. Sure, I get it, dude. Sell it, but every fucking game, I'm sick of it, dude. I can't watch this dude play anymore. I just can't. It's just ridiculous. Just annoys the shit out of me. Him and AD too. Same thing. Oh, I just can't. I just can't. If you guys watch Undertaker on Joe Rogan's show, John Rogan's podcast, I sat there and I watched and I listened. I watched some of it, listened to the rest of it. What you guys should do this here. Listen to all of it, watch it. Um he said he can't even watch WWE because of the product is too weak. It's the NBA, and that's how I've always been like. That's why I only watch nuggets. <sighs> Whatever, man. I'm getting riled up here. It's getting too late. Um, that's all I got for you guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Sports Plus Life Instagram and Twitter. M-R-A-K-A-C-O Instagram and Twitter. Um, SportsBetterAdvice.com and YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. That's all I got for you guys. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Tuning in. Shout out to my mother. She beat up COVID. Resting at home now. And um, shout out to everyone, me, my sister, my my niece, uh, my grandma, my aunt. We, I'm, uh, we just, we're just beating COVID left and right, dog. In 2021, we ain't going to need COVID anymore, dog. All right. I'll holler at you guys. I love you guys. Take care of each other. And I'll catch you guys next time. Sports Life, episode number 86. Uh...